Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atlas Obsession. A Between the Barry and Me podcast. <laughs> I am one of your co-hosts, John Bernardo. And on the other side of the world is my good pal, Josh Delaney. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. I am ready to freaking talk about this record, man. Oh, man, me too. This one. Goddamn. I don't want to spoil uh, anything, but it's good. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time tuning in, um, this is a limited series podcast that we decided to do um, to recap and just kind of go over all of the albums from the fantastic band known as Between the Barrier and Me, uh, leading up to their newest release of Colors Part 2, which comes out, uh, I believe, at the end of August. Yes. So... With this being episode two, we are talking about album two, and album two is called The Silent Circus. Um, this this record is, I will say off the top of my head, is definitely, like, not top of my head, but overall is a huge step forward versus what the self-titled album was. I, I think yes. we can both um, agree to that. It's... It's their first album that came through Victory Records. Um, they, they used to be with Life Force before that, and they went to Victory Records. Um, it's It's got something <laughs> interesting at the end of the album, which we'll talk about <laughs> that's, after. That's where most of my notes are. <laughs> yeah. um, this is actually the uh, band's only album that's not produced by Jamie King, who's known to do most of their stuff, mm-hmm. but... I, bu- I believe he did actually remix and remaster it, which is the version I was listening to. Oh, yeah, um, same here. The, uh, I listened to the 2020 remaster, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and there's some concepts here, and I need to go back and listen to the song over again. And I think, I think maybe we'll chip at it away throughout the series. But um, apparently the, the two-part song, Lost Perfection, which is track one and track two, are the first songs in the Parallax story. Yeah, uh, we, as as we know, the, you know, we have the 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 EP and it's, and the album, um, hyperspeed dialogues and future sequence. So apparently, this is the first song, and then it would further develop in prequel of the sequel, um, and then finally uh, swim to the moon. So, I w- I kind of want to dive into those and like we'll pay more attention to those songs as we get into them. So just so we can kind of piece together exactly um what what it means yeah i was shocked when i read that um they said it like follows the events of prequel to the sequel and sets mm-hmm. up the story of prospect 2 from the parallax and i was just like i didn't know they were doing like such a conceptual thing that like bridged across different yeah. albums not like total they didn't go like full coheed and cambria where like every single second of every song is like part of a story but they're like reoccurring elements basically and i'm like oh my god that's it's really interesting to find out now for as long as i've listened to them <laughs> yeah like i you know i've seen a lot of people on reddit forums and talking about um how, how that actually like i'll talk about the story and i've never been one to like really pay attention to the concept albums you know i enjoyed the lyrics but i never put the messages together yeah so it's it's been interesting listening along and trying to figure that out i i still don't know exactly where it's going i like well when we get there i'll have to pay more attention to the uh to the uh, to the lyric and what kind of story it's trying to tell but yeah 
I'm excited to dive into it because yeah, yeah I, me too. I, I I haven't been good at finding stories in <laughs> lyrics. It's just like I read it as whatever meaning they want to have behind it. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of interpreting it as is. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so on the last album, um, we, we have some lineup changes, uh, nothing too crazy, but look, uh, we still have our biggest change is actually only one, uh, the drummer, Mr. Goodyear is no longer with oh. the band here. Uh, he's been replaced by <laughs> Mark Castillo. Um, we still have Nick on rhythm guitar, Paul Wagoner on lead guitar. Uh, Jason King is doing bass guitar and good old Tommy Rogers is doing, uh, lead vocals and the introduction of more keyboards. Yes. So, so that is our band. Now this was produced by the, between the Barry me and Matthew Ellard, the original version. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was saying, the, the, uh, re remix or remastered was done by Jason King. Cause dude knows how to. Do knows how to handle his between the bear to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get straight into um, let's get straight into the tracks. All right. Yes. So number one, it, and let me tell you one thing before we just start is that listening to these albums on vinyl makes it very difficult sometimes to tell what track you're on, especially when you don't know the songs. I was gonna say <laughs> we might as well talk about the first two tracks because they're basically yeah. one whole. Um, they run right yeah. into each other. <laughs> well, I, I was writing my notes. Like I said, I'm listening to the vinyl. I was writing my notes and I, I'm writing things out. And I realized I get to Camilla Rhodes and I'm like, wait, what, when did that song happen? <laughs> so I had to go on Spotify and, you know, listen to track B. And I found out that, you know, sorry, number two track, uh, number B, um, you could see like it starts with a drum fill. I'm like, oh, I remember that fill. Yeah, I don't yep. remember. <laughs> but I was like so into it that... It um it didn't hit me, you know what I mean? Yeah, it flows like incredibly well. Yeah, and uh, this album actually, I feel, and this is just, this is not, I won't say this is fact, but this is just looking at the the length. This seems to be has it's not the shortest album because it's you know fifty two minutes. Mm-hmm. The other album was shorter, but some of the songs seem to be shortest. Uh, you know, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. There's only a few pa- past five, so. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> uh, Lake. Let's uh, let's start with track number one. So, like you said, number one and two are one story, as we talked about earlier. So it's called Lost Perfection, and part A of the song is called, and you might have to help me with this, is Colrophobia. Yeah, which I believe is a fear of clowns. <laughs> oh. Well, hence hence the silent yeah, circus. Yeah, the silent right? circus. I guess there's a circus. Let, let's just confirm. Yeah, extreme irrational fear of clowns. It's Corelphobia. 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 Um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too Midwestern for this. <laughs> so um, I've been rambling on. I want to hear your thoughts on this uh, on this track. This is the moment where I feel like they really just embraced like the proggier elements of what you know they would be working towards. Um, you know, the song is not, I mean, unless you're counting track one and two and counting it like a seven minute song, it's just mm-hmm. like so many change ups and like, you know, starts out absolutely brutal. Um, I, I can immediately see how much more confident they are as songwriters, like in terms of vocal performance, in terms of instrumentation, it's just like so confident and like the pacing is immaculate. Um, that like, I don't know how to describe this, but it's just like that, like, cocky rock guitar sound at like three and a half minutes like the way the track <laughs> yes, I have ends. It here, yeah. yeah and it's just like 
it, it, it just rips. That's like the only way I can describe it. And it's like, it's just like, wow, they really come out swinging on this one. Yeah. Like I, I love how it's, the way it comes in, you mentioned it perfectly. It, it does sound like we're playing with a whole new band here when in reality yeah. we have the exact same band, right? Yeah. And um, the, the way it starts with this kind of slow, and sorry, sorry I'll be more on the technical side again. <laughs> thank, but, thank you. <laughs> uh, very slow, like tremolo picking, like, yeah. like, it's like, and it's kind of fading in. And it's, it's funny because as I heard that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this, I already know that we're going in a new direction. I could just feel it just mm-hmm. with the way this picking's happening. And th- the way it kicks in, it feels like a, a brand new band. Um, the vocals right off the bat, the you know, the production of them and the um, the enunciation and the clarity in them, it's so clean. His his screams have improved tenfold. Yeah. Easily. His he's gotten rid he has the deep growls again, but they're more finesse in a way yeah they're like they're tolerable. yeah they're not like the full-on yeah. pig squeals yeah exactly it doesn't sound like gibberish so <laughs> that was that was a huge improvement um and and you mentioned that that rock part and i love that so <laughs> it it was like uh you can tell that it was changing because it did that yeah yeah right it did that and it kind of reminded me of like every time I die, I don't know if you know that band. Oh yeah, a little bit. I haven't listened to them oh, forever, okay, okay. but I think I kind of know what you mean. They have like, oh yeah, exactly. I almost yeah, want to say like kicks... southern rock influence. No, exactly what I wrote down. It's like southern, <laughs> yeah, southern hardcore. Like there's a lot of bands that kind of did like a little yeah, like yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and this would be the first time. Like we've got a little bit of switch ups in the self titled but this was the first time that I feel like we had like a real genre kind of flip yeah we're like i mean these are movements now we are not (laughs) yeah (laughs) time signature changes like all sorts of just like melodic changes too and it's just like they're really flexing on like this first chunk of the album (laughs) and and even vocally you know tommy does some cool stuff too there's like this one part where he's holding a scream and it starts cracking and dying but it's not it's not because he's not good at it he he's doing something and I didn't follow along with the lyric. I, I think it's around where the noise is unbearable. Yeah. One of that lyrics. And it's just like, he's like. Yeah. That, that part gives me chills still. Cause I'm like, this is right? the fucking rawest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Cause he's just yeah. letting it go. Like in like a, almost like a Chester Biddington, like whale. And it's just like, damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he's, and it's almost just like throwing your voice to the wall, not caring about how it comes out or, yeah. or anything like that. It's just, you're not trying to go for the cleanest uh, screech. You're just shouting at something. Yeah, like, yeah, it's um, amazing. <laughs> the the other thing I want to say that steps up in this album is lyrically. Yeah. My God, have the lyrics improved insanely? I, like reading through um, chorlophobia, chorlophobia. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. And knowing that now it's a part of a story, it really does feel um, like a story. And the writing is just so superb. Uh, It starts off with, uh, these hours seem like years. I've been staring at this wall, wondering when it's going to take all of our lives. I'm just glad we have jokes. I think way too much back here. My eyes are slowly closing. Boredom is causing this loss of interest. When will I awake? Yeah. Um, It's... 
and I'm trying to see, I'm trying to just figure out right now on the spot where this is a story. If this is a, from a perspective of someone getting that phobia, is this about yeah. like, I don't even know what the parallax story is. Yeah. And I know this is know new territory the, for me. <laughs> exactly. And I know some of the real fans, like the hardcore fans that are like diving deep into it, please mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram and tell us what, what yeah. we're missing. But I, I'm a schmuck when it comes to lyrics. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, And I'm just trying to look at it and, and see what, where is this story right now? Um, I, I, I'm reading it. I can read it as a story. I'm reading it. it the way it writes, it sounds like that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like- but is is this... The room storms with laughter. Four turns to a hundred and the noise is unbearable. Qu- in quotes, it's time you are in hell. This place will kill itself soon. So is this... Is this specifically about a phobia or is this more? Because... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you take away from these lyrics? Yeah, it almost seems like divorced of a story. Like, I know it's saying something to the effect of, like, like in the description I was reading, like, it's it's kind of setting up something, and mm-hmm. it's also following the events of a song off of Colors. So it's like, well, now I'm really excited to get the Colors to listen to prequel to the sequel, because this song takes place after that. And yeah. it's like, this song seems pretty self-contained, like, lyrically. It almost seems just like... He's describing being with a group and like they're driving him nuts almost. And he's like mm-hmm. super bored and he, he feels like he's in hell. And he's just like, I don't want to be here. And like, so it's like, where does this play <laughs> into like a larger story? Yeah. This just sounds like something that you could write about, you know, a personal reflection, really. Yeah. So let's, let's quickly, let's jump into anabolophobia. Fear of looking um, up. Yes. Fear of looking up. <laughs> Uh, I will tackle this backwards because uh, I, I don't have a ton of notes on it because I was getting confused on where the song yeah, was Yeah, this one I kind of counted this part of the first song too. I just yeah. I think I put like continues from the last track straight barn burner because <laughs> it is really. I want to get. Okay. If if a lot of people enjoy this show, I want to get a shirt with you or with your name on it just says straight up barn burner yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to talk about like a softer band sometime so i can be like yeah it's uh not a barn burner but it's good <laughs> you, you'll have to find a new word for barn burner yeah, I if, know. if people want to buy if people want to buy barn burner shirts let me know i'll make them i'll make them for free you just pay you just pay the cost that's what i get for hanging out with a bunch of metalheads <laughs> anyway fucking bar burner dude it's, i'm like oh that's a cool word uh <laughs> i'm gonna take it with me to my grave <laughs> i could have swore like again i got confused but i could have swore that there was some dillinger vibes in this um in this song somewhere i wrote the first riff but again i don't know where the song started so there's a riff in here that kind of gave me dillinger vibes i could um, see that yeah yeah, um, and it, and it's funny because you know I, I was reading uh, a review from the of the album from um, uh, I think it was called Pop Matters something uh, like that, and I they had described this one pulled up too. <laughs> yeah, they extremely you know talked about how it, it it goes through a lot of extreme metal subgenres, and I caught I'm only reading this now. Mm-hmm. I caught a lot of these while listening to it, so you know they have the math metal complexity of Dillinger Escape Plan, hardcore styles of Converge, mm-hmm. and then we get like technical death metal like Nile and then a lot of melodic parts that you would see with uh, the 90s Swedish death metal like In Flames and Dark Tranquility. Oh, man. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, it, it's I caught so many of those, uh, and it's it's just insane that how on it I felt with those. Um, but with the with the anal phobia, so the fear of looking up, and that's where now I'm even more confused because the lyrics start with clowns now appear. They are all carrying knives and cups of gasoline. Tinnitus are death. The clowns then begin to slash each other. The skies open up. The flames pour in. The world watch in awe. Mesmerize the population soon follows the clowns lead. Death is in the air. The three adults once again start talking. They ask questions of faith and love. We shall live past these days, rid of all we done. I see what they mean now, but the wretched smell has overcome. I am gone, the baby born with the end of the world. Awake, the five of us haven't spoken in hours, sitting alone to our own thoughts. Only we know what will strange things boredom has created. Yeah, that last line the, is like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so earlier in Corollophobia, and I'm just going to keep saying it wrong every time, um, <laughs> they talk earlier about the, this party of four includes three grown adults and myself. The first adult is very shy and wise enough to keep the second one away from conversation. In brackets, yeah. they are in admission. Gender is not recognized. The third adult is a male and talks too much. The sense of shit is in the air. Um, so they set up early that there's people involved. And then I'm reading things that say, like, earlier in uh, colophobia. <laughs> every time. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, I'm going to listen to your pronunciation. <laughs> Cholrophobia. 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 Okay. Cholrophobia. Cholrophobia. Coral. Coralophobia. I have a fear of coral. Sorry. Um, earlier in Coralophobia, there's a part that says asleep. Then they describe yeah. what's going on, the party of four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then right, uh, and then in. in Anabolophobia, uh, where they have the baby born within the end of the world, it says awake. So those are two, two important things to look at. We have asleep and awake. What yeah. I where I get lost, and maybe you maybe you can see it if you quickly skim through the lyrics. But after they awake, the five of us haven't spoken in hours. I only had four. Where did the fifth person come in? Yeah. I, I, I this is actually pretty exciting because I I I'm seeing I'm I'm reading it now like you're I'm seeing, really you're seeing threads now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like I see the sleep and awake and I'm and I notice where is this fifth person yeah do you do you see that anywhere not really maybe uh maybe they're in prequel to the sequel <laughs> like, well, like please be excited for our colors review when we find out <laughs> we're going on this adventure together buddy. Yeah. and like i love that we don't have to like edit any of this out like i want people to hear that we're kind of going through this in this moment You're together trying to try to suss it out yeah exactly i'm sure there's like yes. reddit posts all over too where it's just like hey we have a chronological breakdown of like the parallax story and stuff and it's like i don't want to look at that yet i kind of like no. being in this like blind speculation while we go through each album but i just yeah. know if someone catches this and they're listening and they know they're gonna be like oh god you guys are so close but <laughs> <laughs> you're so dumb you i mean yeah like, you fools <laughs> feel free to write on wherever you're listening to this and just just Put us in our place or something if you want. To. If you want to, I won't be mad at you. Yeah, we're just two guys, but 
two, <laughs> just two bros, just, you know, listen just, to some music. Just some fellas. So, that's, that's what my question is, because I've read this a few times right now, and mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Like, because he says party of four includes three grown men, three grown adults, and myself. Yeah. So we have four people. Where is the fifth person? And it's not a clown because it says clowns, plural, now up yeah. here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I've been like, Oof. this is, this is like really this opening my eyes. But um, do you have anything else to add on this? You did already throw some stuff in. Yeah, that's about all I have. Um, I think, you know, from the perspective of opening an album, these two tracks yeah. are a hell of a way to start. I think incredible. I think the first song is probably still like one of my favorite songs on the album and just in their catalog in general. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's let's throw it to uh, Camilla Rhodes. Which this name sticks out to me because I feel like I've seen this used as emails in high school and <laughs> probably there's probably a band named Camilla Rhodes that have taken it from here. Uh, so let's let's jump oh, into Oh yeah, it. it's from a oh god, I should have known this. It's from Maholland Drive. I don't know if it's a reference. Oh. Um Oh it's a it's a go. fictional character from Maholland Drive. Um and uh, what I I'm reading here, here yeah. yeah, the lyrics of the song seem to describe a woman's descent into the dark side of fame, one of the movie's central themes, which is a movie I haven't seen in forever, even though I love David Lynch. But uh, now that I'm seeing this, it's like, oh, duh, yeah. And now that I'm reading the lyrics, it uh, makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so you think that this uh, this track is pretty much in song form a tribute to that? to that character in the movie? Yeah, pretty much. It's like they yeah. probably watched Mulholland Drive and they were like, yo. I have an idea for a song. <laughs> I've, I've, I never, I've never seen it. Um, but people were recently talking about it in our Discord. Uh, so, oh man, <laughs> Discord link in the description. So please come in. Um, it's, and it's a trip, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sounding like it's, it's, it's um, David it's Lynch. Like a, I mean, if you've ever seen anything by David Lynch, he's. Uh, I don't think I have. His stuff is no, very. It. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, his stuff is very like dreamlike and very like interpretive, and you know, if you're going in for like a satisfying like A B C plot set up that's you're going to be disappointed <laughs> but it's, well, that's uh, what i wanted to ask you like you're the way you describe this movie is that i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed smash mouth don't worry um, me, me neither <laughs> so like i need movies that kind of tell me what you're doing um if it doesn't do that i i, I might have a hard time you know <laughs> someone will say oh man did you catch this this and that and i'm gonna say no no i didn't <laughs> there's enough like visual stimulus in in mahal mm-hmm. drive too especially because like like i said you know david lynch has a knack for making things that are very surreal and dreamlike so mm-hmm. there's a lot of really cool visual stuff and just a lot of cool i guess like set pieces and stuff that are just like you're watching and you're like what's happening but uh um well tell you what I'm going to check it out because I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah. So let's, (laughs) the song. Yes. Um, (laughs) I'm going to throw mine because, you know, I don't have too many notes. Uh, Me neither. I really, (laughs) this one was a hard one because I, I liked it, but I found it hard to like put my finger on the pulse of the song. I think, I feel like it's the best way to describe it. Whereas the other songs I could tap it and I could, get a vibe and i could feel it out and it's not saying it's a bad song i just yeah i couldn't i literally could not get a pulse on it that's the best way i could describe it um, yeah so, some notable things i really enjoyed was there was uh, this kind of guitar breakdown 
and they did this little thing where they just kind of slide up and down the fretboard while the thing is chugging. It's like, yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And um, closer to the end, uh, they brought in a lot of more like a lot of their root hardcore elements that we heard a lot of in the first album. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. Think Converge, Hatebreed, but they kind of also took that and mixed it up with a little bit of death metal in, in some cool ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's really all I have, but um, what do you, what do you got? You pretty much said what I was going to say where I, I kind of yeah. wrote down that like this, this is kind of reminiscent of uh, their debut in some ways, but just a bit more focus, you know, a bit more kind of reined in and tighter. Um, you know, it's a very slick, like, what is this, like, just uh, just under five minutes, I think, is the length yeah, of this track? This, yeah, this one is 49. actually, uh, yeah, 449. Yeah, so it's, I think, you know, it's it's kind of almost like, a, not, I, would, I don't want to say it's like a leftover, because it, it seems like it was made for this album. No. But it does seem like some of those elements are holdovers from their debut, so it's just that, that straightforwardness kind of reminds me of that. Just more mm. produced and, like, a lot tighter. But uh, I like it, but it's definitely not one of my favorites on the, on the album. Yeah, so you got the same vibe too, right? Like, yeah, there's just something about it. It just did not, it did not grab me. Just kind of um, filling out the track, you know, g- giving you some time before it really like pulls a 180, which we'll we'll get to here in a second. But yeah. <laughs> and I think you you touched on it. Like the, this may be more of a lyric lyrically more confident song. Um, yeah, since you've watched. Mulholland Drive and looking at the lyrics is there anything anything you can take away from this that before we move on to the next track uh other than that they definitely watched Mulholland Drive <laughs> I mean it's really <laughs> yeah, I can it, say that they've watched it yeah just going off of oh god it's been probably like I think I watched it when I was like in when I first discovered David Lynch and I was like oh I gotta see all his shit now that was the last time I saw it so it was probably like 12 years ago but uh yeah it's it, it is kind of like loosely telling that like story of like basically like the dark side of fame kind of reminds me of like uh, Perfect Blue a little bit too which is a Satoshi mm-hmm. Kon animated film um but yeah it, it kind of yeah it, it gives that vibe but I think it does it does a good job I think lyrically it's pretty interesting yeah all right, so let's flip off to Mordecai. Yeah, I love uh, that. That bass sound is so... F- I love it. It reminds me of, like, Primus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good That's a good, um, good catch on that one. I definitely felt like that little... It's like plucking of the bass. Yeah, bass it's just kind of like plucking it outward and just... It, like that snap. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I have um, strong memories of this song this album cover like is familiar to me i remember in high school i remember some guy had it you know cool guy you know when metal was more <laughs> underground you know and was playing you know 100 person venues things like that and i remember playing it i remember hearing this song i don't have a great memory of it but i heard this before i even heard alaska yeah so technically this song was my intro to them but alaska is what i really heard from them and i, yeah. I really fell in love um but now listening to it it's so strong for for such like the a band this early in their career i the rest of the so far the album has been strong but yeah as this yeah this one being like a, a top one known to them like something so simple as that intro like that double kick and then the yeah I, 
it's not a complicated thing, but it's it's theirs. You know, what I mean, you hear that, you lose your shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, it's time, and it just gets like <laughs> right into it. Exactly. Um, I, I would say that the the clean the clean part that that comes in. Yeah, about I feel two like this. In. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the first time on this album, or maybe in the last in both albums that we get something this clean and this soul from from the band. Like we had clean parts in the other one but they were undeveloped right yeah it didn't sound like they were doing much with the band this one has so much soul behind it um the best way i can i find when i describe uh their music it's like it's constantly an oxymoron where it's maybe it's not oxymoron but it's like it's this is melodically dark yeah like it's it has so much melody and it's so peaceful yeah but it's also very dark it's got and like disturbing. a sinister yeah sinister edge yeah. to it yeah yeah there's just something about like and they do that a few times on this album but um yeah and, uh, i really love a lot of the lead work on this song uh, yeah everything that comes along with the lead this is where the leads really start to shine for me on the album yeah, especially like during that moment with like when the when it kind of mellows out a bit and the clean vocals come in, mm-hmm. like the guitar work on that part is just so good and it's just so slick. Yeah. And it's like this is where I like I keep thinking of the word confidence. They're just like, wow, they're really like in the pocket right now and like they sound so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm trying to realize. Like this album came out in um two thousand three. Mm-hmm. The self titled came out in two thousand two. Yes. So what freaking steroids did they go through <laughs> yeah usually it's and, the other way around where it's like they hit like a like a, you know there's the dreaded sophomore slump that gets talked about a yeah, lot yeah. like you you come off a strong debut and you're like how am i going to top this they did like the inverse where it's like oh this is a solid debut but then they just what they did was like build on top of that and like flush their sound out and like you know spoiler alert it only gets better from here but like yeah. um it's just such a strong like turn of events for them yeah it's insane like how how they do this i i, I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah no it's definitely maybe maybe the first one was just kind of i don't know because the, the the writing hasn't changed they the only thing has changed was the drummer according yeah. to you know both albums anyways let's uh let's tap into the lyrics a bit um have did you did you review any of these lyrics prior to a little bit i really like the lines like i learned to be selfish today i learned to be alive and like i really like uh the tragic day that i call more morality just doesn't do it for Mm -hmm. me anymore no more choices just standing in the cold the day will turn black and i will have either lived or died and it's like oh what do you where do you take this whole day one day two from uh, do you think this is a continuing story or like what do you make of that like why is this split into two days yeah that's i was trying to like parse that out and uh yeah i don't know um what do you think <laughs> i mean reading through it it sounds like it sounds like going through some sort of depressions mm-hmm. um uh and like it's a combination of a, a few mental things you know depression anxiety uh something that i suffer through is just like uh, kind of I, I don't know if there's a medical term for it but oh like guilt you know how you feel guilty about 
anything. You know, if you didn't do X thing today, there's guilt that comes over you, you know, or you did something for yourself today. Like how we've been talking about, I learned to be selfish, but you, you get to a point where you feel you, you were selfish, but then later you might feel guilty for being selfish. Um, yeah. So, but, but I, I don't know if that's exactly where it goes because he's talking about personal gain, personal happiness only. Why should I sit in your chairs and satisfy your standards? I've done it all before and I've confused myself a thousand times. Like, like you were talking about. So is it an identity thing? Is it a split personality thing? It's, I feel like it definitely is surrounding, um, some, and for the audience, like we could, of course, read official meetings or read what people have said, but we're going, we're trying to go at this fresh (laughs) as if we have no access to the internet at all, except to read how to say phobias. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only research I'll be doing. Well, like also Uh, the Chevenel comes up again in the lyrics yeah and which is you know the the homeless man in raleigh north carolina and uh he has a dog named plip <laughs> yeah which we brought yeah we brought up on the last one yeah. so is it and is that just more of that story or more of that character um he's not a character but you know what i mean yeah but uh yeah i um i this is definitely one i want to dig into with like-minded fans and try to find out more about because I'm really interested in these concepts of these lyrics that he really sets up as, you know, stories, adventures, how he breaks things up, how we had in Lost Perfection, how we have Asleep and Awake, um, and then how we have now in Mordecai, day one, day two. These, I feel like dumb for saying this, but these, I don't see this a lot in lyrics where they are separating it. And his lyrics, while they are... I don't want to say vague, but they are kind of just top level where they're not specific about mm-hmm. anything. They're also very straightforward at the same time. You know, yeah. like we're having trouble um, in, uh, d- deciphering what he's what he's trying to tell us. But I, I can I can read it and it doesn't feel misconstrued of anything. It, it feels it, it's like you don't read it and go, what nonsense is he talking about? You can tell he's got a flow of something we're just not sure exactly from what context it's coming from but yeah it's very like well written this could be an actual book yeah do you have um anything else you wanted to add on mordecai love Uh, the song yeah just love it i think it's one of their strongest one of their strongest songs just period um I was uh, when I was doing some like preliminary research on this album, I just like fell down a rabbit hole, and like someone on a on like a Reddit post, it said like they encored this song at their like ten year anniversary Colors tour. Oh yeah, and uh, they did like a show. I think they just played Colors front to back, and then they encored Mordecai, and he said the crowd just went like nuts, and like I can imagine just hearing that kick and bass and being like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, I will say. Even though we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead quickly to college real sick, the first time I saw this band live was the the Colors tour. Um, Ooh! I, obviously, I fell in love with them in Alaska, but I first saw them with the Colors tour, and the best part is that it was in a venue that held two hundred people, maybe. 
Like for anybody that's from Toronto listening to this, I saw them play at the Cathedral, which is a very small venue, a very, very, very small venue. Uh, you know, the stage goes up to your chest at the most. And yeah, after, after Loving Colors, we saw that album. And I remember them doing Mordecai Live. And yeah, I didn't know the song as well, but yeah, the <laughs> audience lost their shit. Yeah, and damn. It's, I don't feel like you can see the band now in that kind of light. Uh, just because how they've progressed now, they need proper sound. They need to stay like they need to be grander. You need you can't just have them in a small venue because the, their sound is just explosive. Even, yeah. Even on the color store, they deserve such a bigger venue. But I just wanted to quickly tell you that story. Is like how amazing that was. Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> and, that's uh, awesome. Hopefully, when we when we uh, do the colors episode, I'll have. I'll be able to find my original ticket for it. Ooh. And I can post that online for everyone to see. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go on to uh, a little back to back here. Yeah. Um, and when I say back to back, I mean genre wise. We have track five, which is called Reaction. It's a short song. Yeah. Um, nice ambient it, it, yeah. interlude. Yeah. It cl- clocks in at uh, 201. Yeah. Ambient is a good way to say it. Uh, only three lines of lyrics too yeah very very simple yeah and i feel like a lot of his stuff sometimes is very sleep dream nightmare driven i was gonna say there Um, are a lot of themes of like dreaming and like waking up yeah like those words are said many times throughout this album yeah just so you know (laughs) this is a dream uh sleep insane dream on the inside dream on my own I never understood why people put their lyrics in brackets. Do you know what that's supposed to signify? Uh, you know, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, something is in, in, it's in parentheses because it's like maybe a backing vocal or like an ad lib or something oh. like that. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know in the context of this one. I, f- I feel like it's sometimes trying to say two things. Like it's trying to say, dream the inside, dream my own, yeah. but dream on. I don't know. Um, and then it says, once escaped, star-filled road. I read that and I think he's playing Mario Kart. Uh, damn, I was just about to make a Mario Kart joke and I was taking a drink of water. So you beat okay, me. You okay. beat me to it. I was gonna say. Okay, so okay, he's ready? playing Mario Kart. Oh, that's the best you got. I was, I was gonna go. Okay, Starfield Road. Go. Your turn. <laughs> Set you up for that. Damn. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the best word I can describe this since it's only two minutes. I'll go quick through it. I just. Melancholy. Yeah. It's the best I think best it's, way I can describe it. Yeah, I think it's a nice bit of downtime. Um mm-hmm. it just goes back to just how they really locked down the pacing of like a full album. Um it's good to give the listener just kind of a break before assaulting them again with like <laughs> <laughs> with bombast. So it's just uh it's it's nice and it, it leads into the next track really well. Yeah, because they didn't give us just a little bit of a break. They no. gave us another break with yeah. Chevenel Take Two. Yeah. Um, and I wonder why they decided to do this again, revisit um, this homeless man again. Yeah. Because as we know, the original Chevenel was quite interesting. You know, uh, they had that let's kill them all breakdown. They had like a jazz beat going in there so this yeah. is completely opposite of the original Chevenel. uh uh joshua your thoughts um yeah this is one of the more like 
I don't want to call it like a shocking turn of events, but it's like <laughs> a very like it's a very unexpected change of pace if you're not if you don't know what you're going into, especially if you're coming mm-hmm. off the debut and it's just like wow, this is just a straight up like acoustic somber ballad and it, it it works i think it's a really nice piece of music that bridges the two halves of this album really well and uh you know like i said before it's just like a nice break and uh really really well done really good like acoustic guitar sound and his mm-hmm. clean vocals are really nice um really like i guess for lack of a better word it's very clear sounding like you can understand yeah. everything he's saying and uh i don't know it's a really good track yeah, he worked on his cleans. He's done very well. Like, the, he's really showcasing them. Um, and I would mm-hmm. like it's not an acoustic song um, because the guitars are electrical, just but like clean. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't call it a ballad either because it's not. Um, <laughs> it's it's more ballad like, I guess, is what I mean. Yeah, but when I when I think of ballad, I think of you know four chord progression you know you know how they've said you can have four chords and they can be like there's millions of songs that are written with the same four chords i think people have said oh yeah <laughs> um and this definitely does that, that to me like that's when you hear a ballad that this doesn't follow that um they do they have some interesting key changes like uh like note changes so uh, you usually when you hear chords in a row they kind of make sense but here they they do that traditional between the bear to me sound where they they put chords together that don't sound like they go together like one after the other and it it kind of it kind of gives it a a tone um where it'll it'll sound like you can predict the next chord and then they do something that i wouldn't even understand where like how you would get to that chord unless it was on accident um, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I, I usually don't make sense when I talk to you. So. <laughs> That's um, okay. We're not about making sense. No, nah, we're making dollars. We're about making uh, this, content. <laughs> I was going to say, this show is brought to you by Squarespace. Oh, God. <laughs> use code endless. Use, for... <laughs> use code selkies yeah. uh, to, uh, to get $10 off your first website. Um, I, um, I read, I don't know if this is... Uh... I read this is apparently taken from the band's website, which might not be their website might be totally different now. But uh, this says uh, the song is about recognizing what you want in life and being courageous enough to go after it, regardless of the sacrifices you may have to make, Um, which I can kind of see that. You know, I thought we weren't looking stuff up online. You've you've broken what I've said. I just had I to, to people. I just for had you. to know. <laughs> I lied to people for you. Um, <laughs> it got the best of me, but uh, how yeah. Dare you? What do you think of the vocal uh, harmonies and stuff? Oh my god, I wrote that down. Yes, the <laughs> yeah, harmonies are are beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, no, I love them. They uh, he really came out on top with those ones. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. Still can't believe, like, you know, when a band like this can really, like, defy their own genre for a second and just, like, yeah, we're not just, like, a progressive, like, math, core, death, yeah, core, uh, blender, genre blender. <laughs> like, we can do these, like, we can do these, like, more somber type of songs and, like, 
Yeah, it's really nice. There's versatility. Yeah, that's that. I was, I was like trying to stall because I was like, "What's that word again?" Oh yeah, versatility. <laughs> you like there are things that happen varied line <laughs> as you, as you uh, panically scroll through the dictionary. Synonym, synonym, synonym. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, th- this what is. What am I looking for? This is a this is a great track. I really like this. One. Yes, uh, and I feel like the lyrics you can definitely see. It, it's like he's telling Chevenel's story because my head won't rest on the pillow. Um, you've gripped in my arms tonight, like reality too tight. And if a dream could last forever, I would hold you here. Um, I, I do feel like this is definitely, I don't know, maybe pillow. It's not, not so much the homeless man because, you know, they usually don't have uh, pillows, yeah. but I, I feel like he's trying to say something from that perspective. Yeah. Maybe more metaphorically even. But yeah, I didn't know that metaphorically about. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. I actually didn't know about it. Uh, I thought maybe uh, I didn't know it was like clean electric guitars either. I guess listening to this on car speakers too, it was kind of hard. You know, my two, my twenty fourteen Hyundai Elantra, oh, <laughs> with, wow. with its built in with its stock speaker system. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, get, what what uh, promo code can we use for that? Promo code uh, Hyundai. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> promo code mordecai know. um no i i guess i at most i thought maybe it was like an electric acoustic sound but that's that's cool it's just like clean electric guitar shows how much i know about music but <laughs> i like i like though i, I like you <laughs> or i guess the more technical side yeah <laughs> exactly um so yeah so let's um let's go over Let's go to the next one. Oh, yeah. We've spent um, some time on that one. <laughs> we've spent some time on everything. Let, We're I'm, all over the place. I'm going to let you pronounce this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am always the one to make a fool of myself first. Now it's your turn. Go ahead, ass. Uh, go ahead. Uh, add uh, the... I'm going to say that G is silent. Maybe... It, no. Glima... Add the... Glimu? Glima? Glima? This isn't fair. Add a, like, Tommy on one of his solo records, he has a song that he said his kid touched the keyboard and that's what he named it. I'm wondering if this is something similar where they just smash the freaking keyboard and, and see what happens. It's like naming a Photoshop file and you just smash on the keyboard and then you dash final. Oh, wait, that's not final. Dash final final. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let, let, okay, sorry, sorry, audience. We're gonna. I got. I gotta know if there's a, a way to say this. If if we're what are we missing here? Like I I, I gotta figure this one out. I'm like I'm, <laughs> when I see I'm, this. Uh, I'm too. I'm too Indiana for this. <laughs> <laughs> when I see this, I think of Diglett from Pokemon. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of see that. <laughs> Yeah, right? You see, like, the dig, like, dig, dig, dig. In my notes, I said, I dread pronouncing this on the show. (laughs) Someone said, how the hell do you pronounce this? So Tommy pronounced it in the Colors Live DVD as add a Doug Ulmut. Add a Doug Ulmut. Add a Doug Ulmut. That kind of flows. It flows off the tongue better than how I was trying to pronounce it. (laughs) We got some people going, add a donut. Add Add a a Digimon. (laughs) Apparently, it's Croatian. Oh, cool. That's... No, no, no. no. Oh. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm reading it as I come with it. Someone said it's not. It's something they made up. Oh, damn. Uh, okay. Yeah, it does seem kind of like, it seems like it could a, be oh. nonsense, but you never know. 
somebody is claiming that it is a made-up word. It's a huge typo from a text message. Uh, I could see so that yeah. too. So if someone can tell us the real meaning because Reddit's all over the place, uh, please <laughs> let me know at Does Machines on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and at John S. Bernardo on Twitter. <laughs> so this one, uh, this kicks off, and I feel like it has a very black metal feel to it. I feel yeah. like this is where, yeah, this is what I was telling you earlier when I was picking up on different genres. This is one of the ones that really stood out to me because they they start off with like a card of Norwegian black metal, but mixed in with a more of American styles in it. Um, and yeah, it's it's really cool how they go from that and then they throw in a little bit of death in there. Yeah. Um, and it's just relentlessly brutal for the first half. Like they just don't stop. And then on the back half, we get these, uh, we once again, this uplifting melodic beat with solos that you, you, do you know, do you have a stink face you know what the stink face is oh hell yeah i listen to rap <laughs> <laughs> i've been through so many kendrick lamar albums and like beat changes where i'm like oh and then that like Ooh. face comes up yeah <laughs> god damn yeah that's um, yeah yeah i'm very the, these leads give me um <laughs> give give me the stink face a lot uh and and a lot of the rhythm that is behind some of these leads feels kind of 90s. I want to say Deftones inspired. I could kind of see that, yeah. Just less fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the more I think about it, it's not. But it's something definitely of a 90s simple rhythm rock type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, and, and from there, there's some other things like uh, how it breaks down to the same progression, but then toned down with like clean guitars that have like a chorus effect on them. Vocal harmonies are coming back strong. Um, and I, I don't remember hearing much on the previous album from what's his name, Jason King on the bass. But on this one, I feel like the bass work has definitely improved a lot. It's uh, definitely more versatile. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff where he's following following the guitar along in really cool kind of appreggio ways. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, I think I put that down too. It was like, wow, the bass work on this album is good. And then uh, I just... Have, Same guy though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you really just improved. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and then like, I think I just... One of my other bullet points just says dope solo work. So you you mentioned that already. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, it's just like it's just like guitar, just the guitar tones and everything sound great. And um, yeah, just another another certified slapper. <laughs> oh my god, certified slapper! My man, my mind went to a very dark place when you said slapper. <laughs> Yo, the slaps. <laughs> No, and I, I heard slapper and I just, I, <laughs> all right, if you, if you know, I'm just going to say it. All right. <laughs> Warning. I'm going to say something dirty. Oh, Jesus. Okay. But you say it and I feel like you're talking about slapping someone's face with your dick. Anyways. Oh, no. Um, the lyrical <laughs> content of this uh, track. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Uh, so we start off with you can't follow me I thought it was strange when all this shot into my mind driving it's weird how this enclosed space makes me think so clearly so free I wish all hours were so relaxing thinking of the next noise making up the next noise scream loud 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 
static intoxication, sing this lovely violin song, beat this bottle on a wall, scream, 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 scream. It kind of goes on and on with that where it's kind of um, vague in that way. Yeah. This is the first time on this record I feel like um, he's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what where he's going with this. Do you, can you give me anything on your thoughts with uh, at uh, Digimon? If if this uh, this genius lyrics page is anything to be believed, it says the song is dedicated to noise, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I get that too. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see <laughs> and, that. Uh, this the... also has this also has that that same story of like the song title is actually a random message to our old guitarist Nick wrote on my phone and being a made up word I thought it would fit nicely with the idea of noise and like I you know <laughs> allegedly allegedly might not be true might just be something that you know like a rumor that spread among the fans but mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes sense <laughs> well how do we know what's real and what's rumor what's people making up yeah it's the internet man <laughs> nothing no one would lie yeah, man, on I the internet <laughs> oh no of course not if it's on the internet it's gotta be true right scouts honor guys come on <laughs> I'm not. A, yeah. I've never been a scout. Anyway, you've you've never been a I've scout. Never been a scout. Except, I'm kidding. I'm fucking. Except in Team Fortress Two. Anyway, <laughs> did they have scouts here? Um, side story: I found my original ticket from the Colors Live Show. Oh hell yeah! It's smudged to hell. I'm trying to get it at an angle so that you can make it out, but like. I don't know what the hell I did with a bunch of these tickets, but like it, you, I can only make it out in certain light. I can see it says between the beard and me. And I can see it says good colors in something. The fact that you still have it after all this time, though. I have every single ticket. That's awesome. My, I wish my I... wife who, my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, um, bought me this a beautiful leather kind of ticket holder. And yeah, I've, as far as I know, I have every any like if I paid at the door, obviously I don't have those tickets. But anything that I have a ticket of, I'm ninety nine percent sure I have every single one. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I had that foresight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I kept them, but yeah. Um, all right, so you don't have much more to add to the Digimon world? No, no, yeah, this one is uh, this one is very <laughs> good. Just uh, another heavy hitter. All right. All right, we're 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 tapping at the our ceiling of uh, length here, so we'll speed up near the end. Sorry, we get so caught up oh, in some shit, of these things. Oh shit, I know. Man. This oh album just God, there's so much it. to say. Yeah, it's so. I mean, especially since the last couple of songs, we couldn't say much. Y- yeah, that's true. <laughs> Destructo spin. This reminds this me of is... Krillin from Dragon Ball because he has Destructo disc yeah. as an attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think Dragon... of Krillin. <laughs> you know what? Tell me that he didn't get this name from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. You never know. Um, my, I, I think I've taken the lead on a few of these songs, so I'm going to let you go ahead and run with your thoughts on this one. I, this one's another fairly straightforward track. Um, I like the, the way it kind of switches up at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't have much to say on the musical side. I, I just think it's really good. Um, I think this song is about George Bush and what a piece of shit he is. What are your <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Reading this, yeah, like killing innocent for the revenge of the innocent, turning this country into shit. I mean, right there, that's as presidential. Uh, yeah, because this is another rich. Uh, oh, yeah, this is 2003 when this originally came out. So we were leading up to like the conflict in Iraq and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, he's probably got some opinions on Bush. <laughs> yeah. Um, reading it, yeah, I can definitely. It helps that you said that because I can definitely see uh, a lot of the. A lot of the political. Annotations here. Um, 
Oh, this is interesting. The, the last line is Mordecai flies once again. Will he ever truly stay gone? Is that the Mordecai from track four? <laughs> from Mordecai from track four to Kai? Oh, God. I'm All so, right. This I'm has sorry. been the end of the end of succession. <laughs> yes. This is the end of the show, not just the episode. No. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's curious. I think we need to maybe go back and, and see if there's anything in there that kind of connects to this, like does yeah. Mordecai have some sort of meaning to like maybe nine 11, nine 11 was in 2001, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and this could lead up perfectly into that. Like day, what is day one and day two? That might be something, man. We might be onto something. Here. Yeah. Um, I but keep- let's go back to, Oh, sorry, sorry. I just like how he calls him the the macho redneck lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bow down to the king of the masculine, the macho redneck lord, killing innocent for the revenge of the innocent. I'm like, ah, oh, damn. You have opinions, and I, I agree. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of presidents have been macho redneck lords. Like, anytime someone's leaving the country in a bad way, it's the macho redneck lords. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, you can read the, the in that context and you can see um, exactly what he's describing, how we're, we're getting revenge on this other country and oh, yeah. there's so much conspiracy behind it, um, bl- just blindly attacking people, you know, killing innocents that people don't even... Oh, don't even hear about. Yeah, um, all in the name of like blind patriotism. And just like, exactly. Not like loving your fellow person, but just like just loving the idea of you know it's it's a lot <laughs> which mm-hmm. i feel like he had some pretty hard political feelings on the last album you know there was like the anti westboro baptist song and like yeah. definitely songs that seem to have you know leaned towards like anti kind of right-wing sentiment and stuff and it's like i feel like it'll probably be something we see pop up even more in future albums i don't know but i feel like I mean, where did the piss in your mouth song come from? You know, like, is that political? <laughs> could, could, could be, could be. <laughs> um, so for, for this song musically, uh, I love the little technical, techno glitchy stuff in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and they have some really great off time uh, signatures in this, like in the rhythm in the beginning. They got some very off time stuff. It's fun. Um, yeah. The, they do throw a couple like very basic, like the most basic chug patterns I've ever heard them do, mm-hmm. which is like, like it's very um, simple. Uh, some of the other notes I have is that uh, they got, they go back to some punk hardcore roots, like a little, little two-step riff. Yeah. You know what I mean by two-step riff? I kind of do actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's where those people were, you know, hardcore people do that little dance that they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And then, and they do this also, this is not completely like a black metal trope, but they do something where it's, it's electric, it's hard, but they're, they're, it's being picked like more like a clean guitar, even though it's kind of distorted. Mm -hmm. And it sounds kind of like when black metal does that, but in a more, um, less satan way if you will yeah (laughs) um and the one thing i i took away from this that i really did not like is how they use 
the lame fade out to end the song oh yeah and it's okay like just jumping to the future they do it on alaska where it's it's that's i don't remember which song it is either one of the first three trong songs and it goes and like the 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 leads they overlap each other and it fades out on that that's cool because that part gets stuck in your head but here they the where they fade out it's like he's in the middle of vocals the song's still playing and i'm thinking what like what are you fading out for could you have not just like stopped it we don't know how to end the song what do we do (laughs) hang on i got this worst case scenario ring out like just like do like a little drum full and just ring it out yeah just end it abruptly too or so yeah just like we're done (laughs) yeah exactly because like i feel the ring out especially during vocals yeah it just feels weird yeah it doesn't doesn't make sense to do it with vocals yeah i have mixed feelings on just tracks that fade out like that sometimes it's good it's a good effect other times it's like you guys didn't know how to end this song did you (laughs) yeah and um i i definitely feel like it just did you write lyrics past that i feel like it hurts the the song a lot yeah Um, if you're not gonna have if you're not gonna fade out with a a catchy melody then don't fade out yeah (laughs) because like with the catchy melody it's constantly in your brain like it fades out and it stays stuck in your memory that's why it's so important yeah anything else to add to that uh no no i think i'm good on that one decent decent track all right let's uh let's finalize with these uh i had to flip the record for just two songs oh i, I know why. i found out why <laughs> <laughs> so last two so we're gonna go through aesthetic oh yeah um, this one's cool <laughs> dude those guitar looks in- at the beginning <laughs> oh my god yes right away oh. this <laughs> intro breakdown how they have the chug pattern is like yeah and it does this like just a simple chug pattern they're not complicated with it and anybody could do this and then we have paul with this little he matches it and like adds melody to it and licks to it like yeah oh my god it's one of we've been hearing breakdowns in hardcore metalcore all that stuff for fucking said forever you know what i mean like i guarantee you bands have copied each other but this is so oh i love how intricate it is but not overly done at the same time yeah my only problems with this like they do this sweet so sweet sweet like a little tushy um, <laughs> sorry sorry it's late and we had this dick joke earlier and i'm just it's it's, it's a mood it's a, yeah, it's over now it's all downhill from here <laughs> yeah it's all downhill for here it's a, it's 11:40 on a saturday night guys yep. um and they do this great part and then the part it transitioned to it's just so abrupt mm-hmm. which they do often but it always feels natural this is the first time in any of their kind of transitions that i was kind of like did you guys like you couldn't find a place to put that sweet nasty lick that you did so it's kind of like let's just let's just go into something else it is abrupt yeah (laughs) it's kind of jarring yeah it's just it's a shame because like that such that good part goes into something completely out of the blue but from there on 
they're able to keep the consistency and the pace for it. So yeah, yeah, it just that was the only my only problem of like that's the only problem from keeping this like such an amazing song is that that abrupt quick change that just doesn't doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, that's uh, that's this one's. This is another one that's really straightforward, kind of like Destructive Spin, but it's just those little like touches to where they kind of elevate it into being like a really special song, like those guitar licks and the way like the beginning like really stutters like that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah, for sure. It's just that one part that kind of <laughs> yeah, stopped just, it for me. Just a little jarring, yeah. What do you what do you take away from the lyrics on this one? I feel like it's kind of. I feel like it's kind of from an entertainment perspective by reading through it, but um, there's there's only keywords that are putting that in my head. But what do you take away from the lyrics? Yeah, it's kind of kind of gonna say the same. Yeah, just like stuff like the dimming lights make the smiling faces sparser, like that repeating that, and like the dancing smiles seem to have halted with a silent scream perfect life we must play on like i feel yeah. like sometimes we're reading it too literally yeah it's like yeah <laughs> he's, like, he's like no it's a metaphor man all right yeah. all right fuck. why not both <laughs> exactly yeah. um but, uh, yeah, yeah I don't, I, I, too much other than that on. i was gonna say just yeah. no no major thoughts other than that <laughs> yeah i feel like as the, as the songs have gone on the lyrics have gotten tougher to read uh you know <laughs> the first four tracks lost perfection both uh a and b Camilla Rhodes and Mordecai really got me as lyrics. Um, just like I was, they were very interesting to read. Everything after that, I'm just, huh? It's okay. Well, I'm plenty compl- to talk about here in a second. <laughs> you got, you got something funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the little, oh, right. the little okay. surprise at the end of the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Since we we've gotten a little long in the tooth, let's go ahead. We've gone longer than the album at this point. Let's let's wrap <laughs> it up here with the need for repetition. Mm. Okay. So I was listening to this song and I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, why are they repeating things? So I, I didn't know the track, you know, I'm just sitting down listening. I'm like, why are they repeating riffs <laughs> over and over again? This is not like them. I mean, they're great riffs. Like the first one, it's like a slow kind of Pantera fucking just very, chugging. Very sludgy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fucking sludge core. I, I, I had another word for it, crusty, you know? Yeah, it's very Fucking crusty. crust. And it's just like, oh my God, stink stink face and headbang. I'm making it right now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I wrote the notes, you know, I think they're kind of stretching everything out for too long, especially given how the rest of the song was and how the rest of the previous album, of uh, 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 the previous songs are. And then, and I, and I also wrote that I didn't realize that this was the next track from aesthetic like it felt like it bled into aesthetic because it was a ring out yeah i didn't realize um that but the song title is definitely literal it is the need for repetition yeah and like reading the lyrics is there's nothing here that talks about repetition so it's almost like the lines are certainly repeated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, yeah yeah but what do you take from these lines like what is he talking they're the this is the equivalent of the pissing song but not so um disgusting it's more of uh not vulgar but like visceral again yeah i think it's it's talking about like 
very dark subject matter for sure that is uh it's, it's really hard oh, to, it's pedophile yeah it's just really hard to get into yeah and it's like it, it's fucked up but it gets its point across that's for sure jesus <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny i just need keywords to sometimes um point it out and i see like pours down the chin of every child every life touched by your sick instinct so to me it, it stands out to pedophiles maybe priests yeah um, whip that child stretch that child oh god if we're talking about pedophiles and stretch that child oof and yeah he's definitely you know yeah he says stuff like beat the fucker to death like yeah cat no well beat the fucker to death i think they're talking about um the 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 punishers yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah like revenge basically Yeah, their innocent tears drenched every inch of life that went into those toys and beautiful minds. Castrate the fuck. Beat the fucker to death. Well, n- talking about toys, what was it like? Was this about Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> was Santa Claus a pedophile? Oh. Is, that why, is that what Santa Claus does? That's oh, why he helps little kids? Oh, God. Oh, man. Some doors are opening here, guys. Santa Claus is not who we thought he was. <laughs> So, all right, we got the lyrical content and we got the song down. Did you want to add anything before I talk about part two? Uh, no, this song is, uh, you know, it's repetitive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't really have much to add on this one. Just a big, big, sludgy, noisy song. And uh, it's only about six minutes long, even though the (laughs) timestamp says 1337. Why is that? Hmm. Let's get into it. Um, Before we get into it, I want to say, do you think that the title, lyrics, and the music are all done in a certain way? Like, need for repetition, we obviously have the repeating uh, instrumental. Um, Do you think, like those two connect, but do you think that this is also tying into the lyrical content in the sense of, this is something that always happens. So like it's, it's always bears repeating that we, if we're keeping with the, the context of what we're talking about, um, of children getting, you know, yeah. Beaten, abused. I think is it could this... be interpreted that way for sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to answer the question. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it needs to be, it definitely needs to be repetitive. It needs to be addressed because it is like, it is, it is a problem, especially in certain, yeah. you know, like, you know certain out groups and stuff so it's like yeah it's like i you know tommy probably feels the need to repeat this like hey something needs to be done about this mm-hmm. and okay. you know well i think yeah i think we're kind of on the same boat yeah. for that no mercy for um, scum so <laughs> yeah yeah no mercy for scum at all um okay so i was listening to this once again on uh, my remix and remastered vinyl record and the song stopped and I looked at where the needle was and I saw that half of the record was left and I'm thinking that I'm like is this one of those it's like oh we're silent because uh society is silent about the shit that needs to happen like is this some deeper meaning silent shit <laughs> nope <laughs> it's literally a hidden track <laughs> well yeah and you remember the days I, there's plenty of bands that did this uh, papa roach did it on their their uh, infest album right at the end there's like 
this kind of reggae song that they just drop in there. It's it's wild. Yeah, but- Coheed and Cambria were big on that too. Uh, one of their albums, they just had like several, like couple second long tracks of just silence, and then like like a nine minute hidden track. You're like I feel like that art is lost with the uh, reduced importance of CDs. I feel like on CDs you can do yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's not the same because yeah, the CD for the most part you don't know what's happening. Spotify, you're like, oh, let me just fast forward here. Yeah. <laughs> But so I I tried to skip the needle and nothing happened. I'm like, oh shit, maybe it's just a silent thing. But then conveniently, I had to go get some dinner uh, before we talked and I popped it on in the car on Spotify and I fast forward a bit. I'm like, oh no, still blank. Then 11.20 kicks in and it's <laughs> just, it's the most, like, is, is this talking about, or musically, is this talking about how generic music is? Because they play <laughs> and <laughs> people enjoyed my guitar description on the last episode so i'm going to do it again where they just chug open and one they're like dun 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 like they just the most basic way that you can sound dark and heavy is just two notes together like that and i got my pickup like- truck and my toolbox out god damn yeah <laughs> <laughs> right but it sounds like um it's like I couldn't make out a lot of the lyric, but he sounded like he was clearly joking. Like he's he's making fun of something. Putting on like a drawl. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? But like also what, screaming. <laughs> what is what is going on here? I feel like he's just um, making fun of like I don't know if he's making fun of like specifically country music or like modern kind of that like bro country music. Of course, I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. This was two thousand three, so like radio country music. There was the, you know, there was a bit. When did that happen? There was like the whole Dixie. I guess they're just the chicks now. Actually, um, that whole controversy with them basically speaking out against George W. Bush, and you know, for country artists of that era to speak out against mm-hmm. the president was like the worst thing you could do. People were burning their records. Like Toby Keith made a song, like shitting on them and stuff. Uh, and like, I almost feel like this little hidden track is them taking the piss out of like macho country dudes. <laughs> Cause he says like, I'll spit in your motherfucking land. I'm a man. You're a man. It's a man land. <laughs> it's yeah, like, okay. Okay. It's funny that you just said that because as you were talking, not that I'm not listening to you, uh, but as you were talking, um, I wanted to find out if there was a, a title for it and it's actually called the, the man land. Yeah. Yeah. The man land. <laughs> So you, so you knew that before you said that? Uh-huh. So what apparently like some of the lyrics are, he's a goddamn man, not a goddamn woman. Yeah, like a masculinity thing, I think. Like, you're a macho, you're a man, man up. And it's like, I feel like, yeah, like, like the final lyric is, I ain't no little daggone boy. <laughs> so it's just like, I feel like it's just making fun of like macho like dudes in a way. But um, it's really funny. <laughs> They're really like taking the piss on this one. I really think it's funny. Um, why? Why do you think they they had it like kind of hidden here? 
Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I mean, the most obvious answer would be like, it definitely doesn't fit in the context of the main album. And they probably just yeah. wanted to like, here's a little Easter egg for you. You know, you pick up the album and you get this like full body of work, but like, hey, wait around a little bit longer. You're going to get something kind of goofy. And like, if you're listening with good headphones, I swear you can hear like bandmates or like people in the background like laughing and shit too. It's really funny. I'll have to do that. Yeah. I'll have to do that could, to see if I can hear that. Um, like, I, I yeah. swear it might not be that but I, I could like vaguely feel like i could hear laughter and i'm like oh my god this is so funny <laughs> yeah and there was something at the end but i thought they were saying like you're just saying mayon uh, i get it now i thought they were saying moron oh yeah <laughs> mayon right no yeah no it's definitely not what they're saying um yeah uh f- that was a, a hell of a track yeah funny so, funny way to end this album <laughs> yeah what a great way to end it um so let's uh we said we're, before we started we said we we're gonna do kind of a ranking mm-hmm. since we're doing all these we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a ranking so before we started this self-titles is that number one yes, obviously the best album we ever reviewed <laughs> it was the first album right yeah so self-titles number one uh and it goes without even question i'm gonna ask you well where do we put the silent circus actually now that yeah. i think about it i think their debut's better no i'm just kidding it's definitely <laughs> the silent circus is definitely as of now i think the best one all right so as of right now we have the silent circus at number one and self-titled at number two so next week we will be discussing the album that brought us all together um i think the album that has that started this original lineup, everything like that, that we know and love today, um, with the adding of uh, Dusty and Dan mm. um, on guitars and bass. And that album is Alaska. Oh, the big boy. Yes. So thank you guys for listening to another yes. very long episode of <laughs> yeah. The Damn. Endless Obsession. Um, all of our links to support us and just follow us are all in this description. I don't want to bore you with it too much, but real quick, um, on Instagram, uh, you can follow me at does machines on Twitter. I'm at Jonas Bernardo and Josh on both platforms is at Josh dot zone. And if you don't notice, well, Josh, don't worry. Just click in the bio. I got the links in there. Um, also have the link to our discord channel where it's, it's nothing specific it's just fun um you can we talk about games anime movies loki whatever um and please check out uh my other podcast called does machines where uh every week i just talk to a random guest about something that they're nerdy about and it's just the blast i go anywhere from talking to josh here about backlog games and then (laughs) when this episode airs i'm talking to kevin eastman co-creator of the ninja turtles so it's it's all over the place anyways i've rambled josh any few words uh no just uh thanks for listening as always um i feel like it's only going to get better from here too uh, we're about to get into some really good stuff now it's it's it's, it's gonna get real good <laughs> baby born with the end of the world okay guys good night